0: Growing with Ashley Frasca
1: plants flowers trees and stuff brought to you by Pike nurseries
2: on 95.5 WSB good Saturday morning I am so excited to be with all of you today welcome to green and growing on WSB I really appreciate you tuning in we are here live for the next three hours To talk lawn and garden and anything else you want to call about this morning 404-872-0750 I know a lot of you have coronavirus and the new quarantines and closings and postponements on your mind But this is a great place to be for the next three hours Because we're going to give you some ideas for activities and things that you can be doing out and about with your family So, of course, I come into the radio station about 45 minutes ago this morning, arrive early Say good morning to all my colleagues, and I'm so used to fist bumping or high-fiving these guys, and I couldn't. We have to have the social distance, right? We had to stay away. So one of the first people I saw was Robin Walensky, who you just heard do the news. Hey, Robin, you there? Yeah, we're, we're social distancing between the glass this well, morning. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're literally separated by a piece of glass in two different booths. And, you know, you and I, like, almost ran into each other coming around these sharp corners in the hallways and things. But... I-,
3: I held my breath <laughs> yeah, so right. I wouldn't breathe on you. Don't
2: cough, don't sneeze, no <laughs> high-fives. So you made a very interesting observation and this was something I'd already thought of, but I'm very glad. The only place I went yesterday was the grocery store, so I'm very glad you made this observation for me. I'm thinking we have a perfect storm, Rob, and here's why. Right. Beginning of spring, we're very close. Mm-hmm. The rain is subsiding a little bit, so everyone's already itching to get outside, but now your kids are stuck at home, you're working from home. What better time than to than now than to get out in the yard? And your observation coincides with that. What did you see? Yeah, so here's the thing. So when I'm not watching 20 hours of news
3: a day, when mm-hmm. I've got the MSNBC, the Fox, and the CNN on in my house, I'm actually upping my game in my courtyard, in my garden. Ooh. So, ooh, so I went out to Home Depot, and I was at the Fayetteville store, and I was at the Peachtree City store. And I'm happy to report that... that sales were brisk. I saw tons of people, you know, because it's outside. You're not in the store with the roof and you didn't have to open the door because the door is open. It's Mm -hmm. all open air. And people were buying tons of plants and shrubs and rose bushes and flowers and had some nice conversations with some people and it was, you know, pretty mellow in there. And then, you know, the lady who was checking me out, you know, they have that little uh, gun thing, Uh you know, so they don't really touch your stuff, kind of, you know, you're not really interacting too much you play pay with a credit card and that's the end of it
2: yeah and just swipe up your plants and throw them in a buggy and away you know when you're driving in your car too like once you get in your car i've almost thought of that in recent days it's like a little pod that's keeping me safe right? from everything else but well, just you and your plants and you're headed to the house you know yeah, and and i don't think there's too much going on there
3: you know it seems it's all outside you know what I
2: mean? Yeah, whether it's a, any you know Local garden store, pike Nursery, the big pike box nursery. stores, everybody's Got the big greenhouses And you know, they're never very crowded anyways I mean, these are just aisles and aisles and aisles Of plants and the air in there is going to be Pretty fresh because of all the plants yeah. and the exchange Of carbon dioxide and oxygen and all of that So that warms my heart, Robin, I am really I, Glad and you and saw I'm, that. I'm supporting the local Economy. There's a great pikes, by the way, in
3: Peachtree in Peachtree City blah, 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 blah. I haven't had my coffee yet <laughs> And uh, yeah, the Parking lot. I saw tons of cars there. So I think people have the idea. It's not like you're going to the mall and you're like confined right. and you have to open the door. And you know what was interesting though, speaking of the mall? What's that? At the uh, Starbucks over at Lennox, you can't put your own cream or milk in your coffee anymore.
2: Mark Aram had a similar observation about Waffle House the other day. They, at his local Waffle House, I can't speak for all of them, they took the menus and all the condiments off of the tables. And now you have to ask for those things. And and, Order by heart. <laughs> yes. And they give you individual packets of ketchup or individual packages of syrup rather than using like the big bottle. So, yeah, I, I think we're going to see a whole new world. It is. We're going to see a change uh, in the way we do things and in the, in the way we're used to seeing things. But I think we can adapt. And. Gardening is going to make everybody happy. I guarantee.
3: Yeah, and a lot of people like myself. You know, we live in a townhouse down in Fayetteville, and we have a courtyard. And I like it to look. Makes me feel good when I see the flowers and the plants, and everything looks nice. And then you can water, and it's just it's a nicer feeling. You know, people come, they deliver the mail or whatever they're delivering packages. We get, and people always comment, "Oh, it looks so nice." So it's kind of a fun thing to do, and. And you're not really interacting. You can still have
2: your social distancing at Pikes. (laughs) Talk to the neighbor over the fence or something like that. Robin, thank you so much for that. So everybody, heed Robin's advice. I mean, there's really something to be said for that just being a happy place for folks and making you feel content and relaxed. And you're still able to take care of something safely and in a healthy way and in, in your own little circle. So, we're welcoming all kinds of calls today. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty on Green and Growing. And up first is Nicole and Griffin. We missed you last Saturday. Ashley, I know what you were doing. Did you get that metal roof on your house? That tin roof?
4: Oh. <laughs> We've done it, but oh boy, it was a pain. We had two ankle and the in the mud around the house. Now you have to do all the. Uh, Landscape, new landscape, but anyway, it's, just it's a, a process.
2: Meeting. You're not going to get it all done in a couple weekends. It's a yeah. process. Well, I mean, uh. so tell me about the sound of the rain hitting that tin roof. Now, obviously, you got some this week, right? It, no,
4: <laughs> it didn't rain down there. It didn't rain. It didn't oh, rain. Almost geez. nothing. You
2: know. All right. Well, there's plenty. Pl-
4: there's plenty in store. Don't you worry. I went to uh, Jackson yesterday at Collier Greenhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been doing, going there for a good 35 years. It's a family, you know, past generation that own that farm. Once you go in, you got those big cows with the ears down. I thought <laughs> those cows were so nice. And uh, once you go in, you got a lot of cats and you got a lot of birds, the birds that talk to you. And uh, But anyway, they... Uh, I go there in train time because they have a lot of uh, propagation, different propagation. And they have this big, actually, you should see this tree. Well, actually, it, that's that's a little bit of a tease, Nicole. Hang on one second. So, Nicole, you said, Ashley, you got to see this. And what is it? It's a eucalyptus tree. Oh, wow. Those, those are really old trees, maybe not as old as Sequoia, but they it swirls on themselves. The base is round hmm. because they got to go for the light. And this eucalyptus tree has been there for a long time. Is it, does it
2: have multiple trunks or just one?
4: One trunk, okay. one okay. trunk. But okay. it's used probably uh, three or four feet around for sure. But they cut it one year because it ease inside. Because the greenhouse on top, you only cut it, and it got worse. I mean, this tree is huge. Every time I go there, I always get asked for leaves, you know, because you bring them home, and they smell so good. But anyway, I bought a small one there. Oh, wow.
2: Now, what are going to be the ideal, you know, outdoor conditions for a eucalyptus tree?
4: Oh, God, almighty. I know it needs a lot of light. I don't know if it's going to live inside or not. Oh, were because you it inside? inside? Yeah, he's inside the greenhouse. Okay, okay, good point. Yeah, but they made a small version of it, uh, propagate a small version. I bought one to see. I'm going to keep it in the pot to see how's it going to do if I'm going to bring him inside or not. But I don't know a lot about eucalyptus tree. It's not uh, very popular here. I think.
2: No. I mean, we use, you know, eucalyptus Limbs and yeah. things for arrangements, and of course, that's a, a very popular fake flower, I might add. But no, that'll be really interesting to see. So, how tall is it right now?
4: It's probably twenty-five, maybe thirty feet tall. E is no, the used. one you got. Oh no, uh, it's just um, cutting okay. and uh, roots and everything. It's not. It's not very big. So you've
2: really got a job ahead of you, babying that thing,
4: huh? I don't want to lose it, you know, because um, it's just live and learn. And they have a lot of um, um, your colliers and things like this, tomatoes and... Um, and uh, they have a good price, too. So it's a different uh, atmosphere than Home Depot or low or Pike, you know, because it's a family farm, and uh, they help each other. The daughter was there yesterday. I and, just uh,
2: really commend you for your curiosity, just your natural sense of curiosity and checking out, you know, everything there in South Metro, really, I guess, almost middle Georgia, Nicole, everything. The cool things you find around you, a local greenhouse. You had the Indian Springs a few weeks ago. I mean, that is amazing. You take the time to observe all those things.
4: Yeah, yesterday I went to Indian Springs to get me some water. You yeah. You should see all the motor home because... They came here, but there's no place to go.
2: Yeah, a lot of them were already in town Thursday yeah, for the yeah. race at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and then got turned away as that announcement was made on Thursday. Yeah, so yep, yeah, yeah. Well, we welcome all the out of town folks. We love seeing the uh, out of town license plates on the interstates. Y'all just drive. Yeah, actually, they probably drive better than metro Atlantans do. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nicole, thank you so much. Hey, keep us keep us you know up to date. Maybe once a month, tell us what's going on with the eucalyptus tree. I would love to know. Enjoy your day Oh, you too Thanks so much Have a great morning 4048720750 Don in Ocean Isle, North Carolina Good morning, Don Hey, good morning, Ashley How you doing? I am great What's going on? I've got some uh,
1: azaleas That are about 30 years old And for the past uh, mm-hmm. three years They have bloomed just profusely mm-hmm. Prettiest they've ever been, been. And, uh, this year, I've I've got more buds than I've ever seen since we've been here,
4: uh-huh.
1: and that's uh, about uh, since ninety two.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But my I, uh, the plants this last fall got a bunch of yellow leaves on them, Ooh. and they've been there all winter. Okay, and they're still there.
2: Wow, that and this is the, the first time
1: that's ever happened. I just wondered what caused that
2: So, were they yellow when you brought them home from the nursery?
1: Oh, that they've been there for thirty years.
2: Oh no, I'm sorry. The newer ones that you said you bought some this fall. I thought those are the ones that I did had the not say it all.
1: I said the leaves came in last the yellow leaves came in last fall.
2: Okay, on the 30-year-old ones. So, yes, first ma'am. of all, that that's a that's a water indication to me. So, I know that we have had a wetter I'm not quite sure of your exact climate there in North Carolina, but we've had a much wetter, much more mild winter than what we're used to. So, the yellowing of the leaves first of all indicates a water issue to me. So is the soil well-drained? Because that's key for azaleas, well-drained soil
1: Yes, it's, well, it's well-drained But um, uh, is there any type of fertilizer? I've never fertilized them since I've been here And they're just, they're very prolific plants So,
2: Yeah, no, absolutely Any azalea camellia fertilizer like that is going to be great for those And I do recommend that twice a year those fertilizers. And even on the thirty year old, brand new, doesn't matter. That they could always use a boost. And now is going to be a great time to do that. It's going to be, you know, systemic working up through the roots and up through the plant. And this is active growth right now for them. So I would recommend that. Just a basic when you I mean you've got Pike nurseries there in North Carolina, here in Atlanta. Um Dr. Earth is one of the the brands that I use and that I trust, but the bag will literally say Azalea Camellia fertilizer. And just do okay. that, and, and proportion it correctly. You know, out from the the trunk of the azalea, go out around the root zone, and that's probably going to be your best bet. And also, just make sure that that soil is not staying really wet, even if you need to add some amendments to it or some fresh soil, just to kind of you know fluff things up and dry it out a little bit that's going to be good don i hate to we've got to run at 6 19 mike shields is going to give us an update on traffic red alert you're listening to 95.5 wsb
0: if you're forced to work from home because of the coronavirus listen to atlantis news and talk anytime on any smart speaker tell your amazon echo google home or home pod play 95.5 wsb and depend on it
2: so at this point in the show I'm supposed to give you a weather update I was not prepared I'm so, my mind is so elsewhere that I just kind of forgot about the weather So let's do that Jason, shall we? Brought to you by Finley Roofing Okay, now I'm ready, now I'm ready Today it's going to be mostly cloudy Maybe a break from the rain 20% chance throughout areas of Metro Atlanta High of 67, that's going to be great Last night was definitely back deck porch sitting for sure uh, A low only around 55, so that's great tomorrow Rain moves back in 70% chance in some spots Showers likely at times throughout the day Again a high of 67 Lows around 50 So of course we're going to update you on the weather forecast Throughout the weekend here on 95.5 WSB Green and
1: Growing Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca Here's your garden to-do list this week
2: So one of the things definitely has to do with the temperature As it is really warming up Just all of a sudden I was out last weekend seeding fescue And of course you really want to do primarily That's a a great thing to be done in September But uh, I'm going to start doing two applications a year Just so we can get it right So Seeding or putting down sod For fescue lawns For seed it's just really important still To get good seed to soil contact Aeration is best if you can do that But if you already have a little bit of a lush fescue Aeration may mess it up a little bit So not necessary So yeah optimum air temperatures though For fescue seeds are going to start germinating Around 68 to 77 degrees So things need to warm up A little bit more for us And the soil temperature needs to be above 60 degrees So you know what You always can check your soil temperature when you go to georgiaweather.net, that's really been a handy website for me as I've started learning all of this. It's from the extension in the University of Georgia, the College of Agricultural and Environmental Sciences, there, georgiaweather.net. Number two, you can prune shrubs, the ones not known for flowering, just the ones that stay green. Prune them now. You're getting to them just before spring growth begins. Ligustrum, juniper, euonymus. And arborvitae just to name a few And thirdly, something I'm going to try this month And now have all the time in the world staying at home Planting potatoes, they're heavy feeders And you have to be consistent with the water But potatoes are really fun to do You can expect to harvest anywhere from like 80 to 100 days After you put them either in the ground And you have to keep mounding them Or I'm going to try them in perlite a Rubbermaid container that's got drainage holes with perlite. Who knew? We can try Irish potatoes. There's so many varieties there. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Tim, if you can make your question quick, I think we've got time. Good morning.
0: Sure. Good morning. Um, I don't know the technical name for it, but everybody calls it the burning bush.
2: Yes. Do you love the I've, color in the fall? Yep.
0: Yep. I've got one that uh, has gotten to. It's probably about six feet tall. Okay. You know the tips of everything. And we've had So much stuff going on We haven't got to Everything to trim And I need to Take this thing down A good bit Well I'm I sure Really glad okay you called Because
2: so. yes You are spot on Now is a great time To do that So yeah The technical name Is euonymus So that was actually One of the shrubs I just mentioned That's non-flowering That you can prune You want to prune now January through March Because if you prune In the fall You're going to miss All of that wonderful color That bright red display Of color So definitely get that you know, on the to-do list this weekend or next weekend, Tim, thank you so much for the call. Got Michael out in Douglasville and Michael in Decatur. So we'll be taking your calls as well. 4048720750. Green and growing on ninety-five point five WSB.
0: Growing with Ashley Frasca.
1: Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
2: on 95.5 WSB. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Today's show may be one of those that constitutes stuff because we're taking all of your questions and I know a lot of you have concerns and worries about this COVID-19 and it's going to be changing your habits it may be changing your routines and your family's routines and the way you do things for who knows a few weeks a few months we're just not sure so i kind of opened to the show about 30 minutes ago just trying to quell your fears giving you something positive to look forward to it's spring it's not raining let's just go out in the yard go out in the woods be doing things in the landscape you've you've got no excuses now you're home so hopefully we can kind of put your mind at ease oh we just had a great call about bermuda grass and the guy Dropped. Oh, I was so ready to help him, Jason Well, anyways, the question about Bermuda I guess maybe it was when to sod for it So putting down Bermuda sod is going to be best done in the summertime Because soil temperatures need to be around 80 degrees And right now, Bermuda's just starting to, um, to green up So you'll start thinking about a fertilization regimen in a few weeks for sure But sodding for Bermuda best done in the summertime is and, uh, and and optimum conditions for that are going to be the warmer temperatures And sodding is a little pricier So some of you do seed and, and that's how I go with fescue And that just seems to be a little more rewarding for me So at this time of the show Every Saturday we have a conversation with Walter Reeves The former host of the Lawn and Garden Show And I'm just always fascinated by the things he wonders about So today sharing his thoughts on miracle grasses
4: Walter's
1: Wondering Walter's Wondering The definitive questions and answers from WSB's OG garden guru, Walter Reeves.
2: Walter Reeves joins me in studio. Hey! 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 So you're still part of the show, and we we get together and we do Walter Wonders, and sometimes it's what I'm (laughs) wondering about, sometimes it's what you're wondering about, and just thinking out loud, Mm -hmm. or even emails and pictures that you've gotten from listeners. Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, and things that people are just commonly seeing, whether it's diseases or a certain pest or something like that. So you've got a good one today.
5: Well, I'm wondering if people really believe advertisements I see start coming in the spring. Every spring they come along for these miracle grasses. I mean, listen to this ad that I just got this past week. Amazing new grass seed mixture guarantees you a lush green lawn in all four seasons in every climate. Just scatter seeds for a picture perfect lawn. Tolerates extremes from 120 degrees Fahrenheit to 40 degrees below zero and what? stays green all year long.
2: And it's made of seed. This is seed, yeah. This is not some
5: plastic. Size. No, this is a grass seed that is promoted, advertised heavily in Parade Magazine and things like that. Yeah. So
2: tell me, scientifically, if there is a seed that can withstand, what is that, 160 100, degree 140 temperature 140
5: difference? Through,
2: for, yeah. No. Uh, can
5: you hear the marbles rattling in my head right now? No. Totally. There are no miracle grasses.
2: So how can they get away with advertising that? Well, maybe that's uh, so, a whole other show, yeah, let's,
5: right? <laughs> let's don't talk about advertising on a <laughs> station that's devoted to advertising. No. And the reason that I know this is because I took a long time finding out what grass seeds are in this mixture. And it was very interesting because it was a long time before I could talk to anyone who would tell me. They would just say, it's a proprietary blend of different kinds of grass seeds. We don't mm-hmm. really want to tell you. I finally got somebody to go read the label to me, and here's what it is. Most of these are bluegrass Fescue, tall fescue, creeping fescue, and only the tall fescue grows in Georgia. And even that, as you know, sometimes it's problematic. June, July, August, you know, the tall fescue starts starts yellowing out and burning out because it gets so hot here. So these miracle grasses, even though it says they will grow at 120 degrees, down to 40 degrees below zero, they're not tolerant of Georgia conditions.
2: And we never get up anywhere close to 120. No, 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 no. So talk about the ideal conditions. That fescue does like Not a miracle seed Just your traditional Standard tall fescue grass
5: Fescue can stand Pretty cold temperatures Down to 10 degrees or so And they can stand Temperatures up to the 80s and 90s But it's the nighttime Really that keeps fescue From tolerating Georgia conditions very well When it gets above 70 degrees at night And if you do the summertime In July and August It's oftentimes 70 degrees and above right. That's when fescue says Oh man I don't like it here I'm out Gone
2: Bye bye See you later yeah, it kind of needs a little bit of a break from the heat yeah. But you know, we had a snow day Back in February I think you were on your garden trip back then But a snow day in February And, and the snow was come and gone in one day It sure. wasn't anything that lasted very long But I mean, the fescue just bounced right back sure. up Once Fescue's everything green. dried oh, out, yeah, it was yeah, fine yeah. I got another
5: grass I got another advertisement for our course. course This one says, this grass will spread And it it's lush and green and chokes out weeds It is fabulous, it is patented. It is the most amazing grass you've ever seen And if you read the fine print, then you can find out what it is. It is Myers Zoysia. And you can go to any nursery, Pike Nursery, any of the nurseries around that sells sod by the piece, and they have Myers Zoysia. This is not some great discovery or something that's right. gonna be the only one in the neighborhood who'll have it. Amazoi, those little tiny, tiny plugs of Amazon that you get through the mail are really too small to plant and be successful with. I have bought them myself and just to see what it was. And so the Zoisia plugs that you buy through the mail are A expensive and B don't really start and grow very well in Georgia.
2: Can you just do plugs or runners from an existing lawn and it and it spread?
5: That's what I did. Yes. You know I I knew that i needed a grass that would tolerate some shade and i didn't want to use fescue and so i got st augustine that's a good choice and i went to candler park and i had a friend there who had a lawn that existed for probably 20 years 30 40 years maybe and i thought this lawn this st augustine is hardy as heck Mm -hmm. and so i got runners and collected a whole bunch of them in a bag took them to my house planted them in the ground i had this great st augustine lawn until it got too shady even for that so that's Mondo grass. As you've heard me many times say, Mondo is very shade tolerant, which it is. Yes. So now I have a Mondo grass lawn.
2: Wow, and Mondo is beautiful. It's yeah, lush, and de- it doesn't have to be re- mowed like a regular yeah. traditional lawn.
5: Twice a year, maybe.
2: Talk about the other grasses other than zoysia, where well, you just said St. Augustine, yeah. that they can do plugs, and how you do that, how you determine which part of the lawn is best to pluck spreading for that. Spreading
5: grasses, let's say, so you Augustine is a spreading grass. Bermuda is a spreading grass centipede, certainly, and uh, zoysia. All four of those are spreading grasses. All four of those, you can take runners when the runners are green. And it was easy as heck to plant them. I just took a little knife, a little hatchet, you know, made a little slit in the ground and stuck the runner halfway in, covered it up with my hand, and that was that. Wow. And then within oh heck of a week, they start growing on their own, they put roots on their own, and it was spread and fell in between, and it was like, nothing. it was just great, it was easy.
2: So that was maybe the only truthful part of the ad, Is that it spreads? It does spread. Yeah, I'm very nicely
5: zoysia is a pretty thick grass and it does choke out weeds, but it is slower than Bermuda, slower than St. Augustine probably to spread. So it does take a while for zoysia to spread enough to really choke the weeds between the plugs.
2: And one other ad, I want to ask you about before you go. I've seen one couple of years ago I haven't seen it in a while So maybe it's defunct But that <laughs> They literally Took a patch of grass Almost like a small piece of sod yeah. And they promoted That it would even grow On the sidewalk It would grow on cement
5: Given enough time And somebody to stand by it All day long I probably could grow grass On cement too But You and me And the normal human Homemaker Homeowner in Atlanta No We can't do that There's no grass That'll grow on concrete Without just Enormous amounts Of maintenance And care and things like that no i don't think so
2: thank you for those observations walter so i think we recommend people just stick with their pike nursery
5: there is no miracle grass Mm-mm. zoysia bermuda fescue saint Augustine, have centipede that's it for georgia
2: and you sod or seed the traditional yeah, way you got it. i don't know what it is about traffic on saturday mornings but I think out of like seven or eight shows We've had red alerts during at least six of those So thank you for the updates Mike Hope everybody stays safe out there Just take your time and slow down I know there's no wet pavement to contend with right now But even when it rains You folks need to slow down 4048720750 Michael in Douglasville Thanks so so much for patiently waiting You're on Green and Growing Good morning
0: uh, Good morning I went to uh, Pike's Nursery last week And I uh, I bought uh, two apple trees. It's the first time I've ever bought apple trees. Mm-hmm. One of them was a uh, sweet and delicious, and the other one it was a granny smith. And uh, I planted them last week about 10 feet apart, and I've never planted them before. And I was hoping I did everything right. And I was just wanting to know how long it usually takes for you can actually see some progress because I went out in the backyard yesterday and I've got a green leaf already coming out on this apple tree. That it's going to surprise me and everything.
2: That is really exciting. Okay, so first of all, six feet is ideal. For spacing for apple trees I like the fact that you got two different varieties For pollination and just for you know Different tastes and things like that Now the bad news and I won't say bad news Necessarily but it could take up to Four years maybe five years before They start bearing fruit and Has anyone ever told you about how Important it is to prune them do you know Anything about the pruning regimen to go through
0: Uh, No, I don't
2: Okay, so I'm going to give you a great resource Because, Michael, this is almost going to become a hobby for you If you're really serious about this You'll see, you know, apple trees and fruit trees That have just been left for years and years and years And the limbs are crossing and they're just everywhere And that is not ideal for for good fruit production at all So right as you buy that, there's something you... Head the the main Stem like you, it's almost like you're cutting Off the top of the main stem of that apple tree And I know that seems kind of counterintuitive But that's one of the first things you do As you plant that and fall would have Been ideal and now that you're You know you planted it recently and it is Warming up it's more of a burden On you to just make sure it stays watered But I think you're going to do that you sound pretty dedicated Right?
0: Yeah I am Well there was a, the lady at Pike's nursery told me she said well you need to put it to where it will get a lot of sunlight so I did that and uh I watered it and everything and uh I was going to buy two sweet and delicious apple trees just to like and she said no she said you got to buy two varieties because if you don't it won't produce as good as it will if you had two varieties so I went ahead and got a sweet delicious and a Grainy Smith and planted them
2: That's great, I think you did very well So yeah, you're doing great and you know you're going to Watch the soil moisture and all of that So what I want you to do is print off this one Page, it's very very simple but it's got Great diagrams that can Explain pruning much better to you than I can Go to extension.uga.edu The extension offices For the University of Georgia Extension.uga.edu And all you type is Apple And there's going to be this great diagram To show you what to expect And how to prune the branches And like the ideal shape that these apple trees need to be So that, you know, it's not as um, It it doesn't, you know, promote pests and things And also a lot of sunlight's going to be able to get in there So yeah, you'll see flowering and all of that But I would give it four to five years Before you expect any fruit production But it can be done, I promise
0: Yeah, and the lady told me too She said every year The time that you planted the tree, every year, next year, Mm -hmm. at the exact same time that you planted them, you need to grab some of this kind of spray that you hook up to the water hose and spray the whole tree and everything good to keep it from rottening.
2: Yeah there's, there's a lot of spray regimens That are important to follow for disease And for insect control as well Just one of the most basic things Home orchard folks need to remember though Is spraying for insects You don't want to do that once the flowers Appear and once they open because that's when You need the bees and everything to pollinate those Flowers so you have to get the spray regimen Early before the buds come on And before they start to open so Michael I'm going to count on you to check back I would love to know your progress with that Thank you so much for the call we're going to be back with more of your calls on green and growing you're listening to 95.5 wsb staying at home because of the coronavirus listen to atlantis news and talk anytime on any smart speaker tell your amazon echo google home or HomePod, play 95.5 wsb
0: and depend on it and
2: we're back On 95.5 WSB Here for another couple of hours Green and growing You've got Ashley Frasca on the radio with you this morning And I'm welcoming your calls 4048720750 And to start the next hour at 7 o'clock I have a celebrity gardener interview That I'm really excited about I'll just say if you're a fan of Cash Cab that's a game show If you don't know what it is You have time to look it up On Bravo On the Bravo Network But if you're a fan of that You're definitely going to want to Stick around at 7 o'clock Because I've got something fun for you But yeah Taking your calls On anything and everything zero750 I've got Michael in Decatur Good morning Thanks for calling the show today
5: Good morning,
0: thank you for having me. I have a question for you if I can I want to plant uh, fruit trees in my yard and I see the advertisement of uh, fruit trees with bare roots mm-hmm. And there are fruit trees that have a dirt ball around it. Mm-hmm. Of the two, which is better?
2: You know, I think if, if you're kind of an inexperienced tree planter, so to speak Bare root is a little more challenging because that's, that's more of an onus on you to Plant it straight to lay out the Roots properly and all of that So that's a little trickier If this is one of your first times doing Tree planting I would go for Potted myself and even bald and Burlap you hear that term B&B Bald and burlap trees that's pretty Easy Mm -hmm. too Um, that or potted I would probably go with that and Despite what people may say you do take That burlap off I mean you wouldn't stick It in the ground with the plastic pot around it so same Goes for the burlap too but what's What's the price differential is that kind of maybe be going to be a factor too? Uh,
0: n- not necessarily, and uh, uh, because I- I've received uh, flyers through the mail, and I don't want to order online, but I prefer to support local economy by going out to local nurseries, and I don't know where to go.
2: So, to, in, to, uh, in Decatur, you've got a Pike nursery right there at Toco Hill. And they're going to be amazing I mean, if it takes an hour, Michael They're going to take an hour with you in that nursery To make sure you get the right fruit tree And you go home empowered knowing how to plant it And like the other caller had said too She gave him the advice of getting two different varieties You know, two different flavors Better for pollination and things like that I mean, that's stuff that you might not know that someone tells you And you're like, ah, good to know Because if you just go in there, pick out what you want and leave You may have missed something So that I, 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 there's something to be said I totally agree with you there Going and getting it in person, ordering it online is just so tough
0: Okay, great Listen, uh, thank you very much Have a great day, enjoy
2: Yes, thank you very much for the call, Michael That was an excellent question And, and I do totally think it's personal preference And You know, bald and burlapped, potted, bare root It's just, it all depends And really... When you plant a fruit tree now folks Just one of the key things I think it's going to Warm up pretty fast I mean we're already getting up To 70 degrees now we may have Another cold spell you never know it's Georgia After all um, if there's a late frost So just be mindful of That planting new new trees now You're going to have to keep them watered really Well and you know protected from any Frost that may happen so we're coming up on 658 that right. means it is time To go out and check news weather And traffic of course we are here for you all Weekend long with any of the latest. News about the coronavirus and keeping Your family safe so more garden Stuff coming up in the next two hours On green and growing you're listening to 95.5 WSB